The epistle lesson appointed for this Sunday, the third Sunday after Pentecost, is taken from Romans chapter 6. And essentially in this text, St. Paul is asking the people of, of Rome, the Christians in Rome, who are they going to serve? To whom they, do they want to be a slave? Do they want to continue to be a slave to sin, which results in death? Or do they want to be a slave to the Lord, to Jesus Christ, which leads to eternal life? Romans chapter 6. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, to make you obey their passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient, obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification. And its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and the children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you'll be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes." A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant among, above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and whatever you hear whispered, proclaim 
proclaim on housetops. And do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Everyone I know wants to know that they matter to someone. Unfortunately, we do not always feel like we are valued by other people. I mean, we may try to satisfy our parents, and yet our best is never good enough. And we wonder, what's wrong with me? We strive to love our spouse, and yet we remain emotionally distant from one another. And we wonder, what's wrong with me? We apply for a job. We send resume after resume, and we don't receive any feedback from those resumes. And we wonder, what's wrong with me? We try to form friendships with other people, And those friendships are not reciprocated. And we wonder, what's wrong with me? Or we participate in sports. And we always seem to be one of the last persons chosen for a team. And we wonder, what's wrong with me? Or maybe we find ourselves at work and we try so hard. We put our best foot forward for our employer and yet we seem to be passed over for the promotions. We don't get the pay increase that, that might be we're worthy of because of the work that we put in. And we wonder, what's wrong with me? Children want affirmation from their parents. Wives and husbands want to be valued and appreciated by their spouse. Students long for words of appreciation and approval from their teachers. People on teams want to know that they're more than the fifth wheel of a team. Citizens want to know that they're not just a social security number. Friends want to know that they're actually appreciated by their friends. And people on the job want to know that their work is being noticed. We have a segment of the U.S. population right now who want to know that their lives matter to the rest of us. Yes, most everyone wants to know that they matter to someone else. And what about you? Hopefully you have a significant person or persons in your life who love you, who care for you, who appreciate you, who value you 
above anything else in life. Today, our Lord Jesus Christ has good words for all of us who have felt or feel undervalued, insignificant, unwanted, as though we don't matter to anyone. Listen to his words from our gospel reading. Jesus said, don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Did you hear that? Jesus says, we're of greater worth to our Heavenly Father than sparrows. Wow, what a pick-me-up, right? I mean, we're of greater worth than sparrows. That common, plain, brownish, six-inch feathery creature, a bird, that Jesus says in His day cost a penny. I mean, whatever happened to being the apple of God's eye? Doesn't God place a premium value upon us? We're only of greater value than sparrows? Well, our Creator most assuredly values us. In fact, what we have here in these words of our Lord is an argument from the lesser to the greater. What Jesus is saying, if God, the Creator, values these plain, ordinary, inexpensive birds, and He even knows when one falls from the sky to the ground, then how much more we who have greater value to God will He know who we are and care about us? Our Heavenly Father most assuredly knows us, loves us, cares for us, values us. We matter to Him. We're not insignificant to Him. We're not merely a number to Him. Our stock doesn't drop in His eyes when we fail to live up to His standards. We're not the last one chosen by Him. The truth is that our Creator has uniquely created each and every one of us in His image. The truth is is that we are sons and daughters in His family, that He is our Father by virtue of the fact that He has come to us in in holy baptism and made us His own. The truth is, as the psalmist says, we are the apple of His eye. The truth is that the Father has lavished His love on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are, children of God. And we are of greater worth to our Heavenly Father than, yes, even sparrows. But wait. It doesn't always seem as though God values us or that we really matter to Him. I mean, I mean, stop and think about Jeremiah the prophet. I mean, here was Jeremiah the prophet given an assignment by God to go out and speak His word of judgment, God's word of judgment to the people of Israel. And so Jeremiah faithfully carries out that task. And what is his reward? Well, Jeremiah is beaten and then put in the stocks at the upper gate so that he can be ridiculed by the public. And even Jeremiah laments. He says, O Lord, you deceived me. Yes, Lord, you deceived me. And I was deceived. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. The word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. 
I can imagine. As Jeremiah was caught in those stalks, locked in those stalks, he was probably wondering, what's wrong, God? What's wrong with me? Don't you value me? Don't I matter to you? All I'm doing is the work that you sent me to do. And consider the apostles. I mean, here they are. They're Jesus' disciples. They're even his friends. He calls them, you're my friends. And then Jesus tells his friends to go and speak his word to the people of Israel. And what can they expect? Well, they'll be treated like sheep among wolves. They'll be handed over to local councils and they'll be flogged. And we're going to learn more about that in our Bible study later today in Acts 5. But they're going to be persecuted. They're going to be persecuted like Jesus was persecuted. And again, I can just imagine, Lord, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? I mean, Jesus, is this, is this, is, if this is how you treat your friends, then who of us needs enemies? And then if we really stop and think about it, it's really no different for us. I mean, in many ways, we're just like Jeremiah and those apostles. Jesus said in our gospel lesson for today that brother will betray brother. Fathers will betray their children. And children will be disloyal to their parents. That people will actually hate us because of the relationship that Jesus has established with us. And as we go through those times, when we do find that there's resistance on the part of even family members because we believe in Christ, we may find ourselves wondering, Lord, what's wrong with me? Don't I matter to you? Why is it that you're putting me through this? Why is it that my father will no longer talk with me simply because I'm a believer in Christ? Why is it that my, my son will ridicule me because of my faith in Jesus Christ? Why is it that my friends won't be my friends anymore because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ? But listen to these words that Jesus speaks to us. Whoever acknowledges me before men I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. We are of greater worth than sparrows to our Lord. You know, the source of our feeling undervalued by God is really a consequence of our sin. We know that our good is never good enough for God. We know that because of the sin that we inherited from our parents that we do disobey our Heavenly Father in our thoughts and our words and our deeds. But thankfully, our Father in Heaven doesn't turn us away. He doesn't spurn us. He doesn't say, get out of my life. I want nothing to do with you. No, instead, our Heavenly Father continues to reach out to us and He continues to remind us of His love for us. He continues to embrace us with His forgiveness. He continues to call us back into His family when we wander off to do the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter type of thing. And just to show us how much our Father loves us and how much we, He values us, 
He sent His one and only Son into this world to be our Savior. Can you think of a greater way for a father to show his love for us than that he would send his son to be our Savior? St. Paul writes in Romans 5, But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace, our Father's grace, and the gift that came by that grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Yes, we are sinful people. And because of that, we often don't like ourselves. In fact, we hate ourselves. And we undervalue ourselves, and we think other people undervalue us and unwant us as well. But God again and again says to us in His Word that in His eyes we are precious. We are the apple of His eye. We matter to Him, so much so that Christ died for us. And so much so that the free gift that God gives to us is not only the forgiveness of our sins, but also everlasting life with our Father in the glories that await us at the end of our life. I've said this from time to time in the messages that I've proclaimed, but if you ever really want to know whether or not God values you, just look to the cross. Look to the cross of His Son, Jesus Christ. I mean, what father would make such a sacrifice if he didn't truly love us and value us and want us. As we live in God's, our Father's love, we can rest secure. We can rest secure in our life knowing that we are in his strong and powerful arms. A while back I came upon a story about a three-year-old. This three-year-old was safely tucked into the arms of his father, and they were in the middle of the pool. But dad, for fun, you know, like dads often do, for fun, kept walking slowly out into the deep, deep end and, gent- and gently chanting in the ear of his son, deeper and deeper and deeper. And as the water rose higher on that child, the child began to become a little bit more panicked, and anxiety started to rise in the child, and and, and, and the child gripped the father that much more. Yes, the child was overcome with anxiety and fear. Even though he was safely in the arms of his father, whose feet was safely planted on the floor of the pool. Had the boy been able to size up the situation, he would have realized that there was no reason for increased anxiety in that situation. The water's depth in any part of that pool was actually over the three-year-old's head. Whether he was in the shallow end of that pool or the deep end of the pool. But the difference was that he was safely in the arms of his father. Whether he was in the shallow end or the deep end, it didn't matter. It all depended on the father. You know, at various points in our life, all of us feel like we're out of control. We feel like we're out of our depth, and panic begins to arise, anxiety begins to overcome us, and, and we worry and we fret. And then as we worry and we fret, we begin to feel as though maybe 
we're undervalued by God, that He's not caring about what's going on in our life because He seems to be silent to our prayers. Or maybe we even see them, that He's the one responsible for bringing these things into our life which are, which, in which we're drowning, so to speak. And we wonder, does God really care about me? Do I really matter to Him? And yet, this illustration of this little child in the arms of his father speaks volumes to us. Because no matter where we might find ourselves, even though we may feel as though we are drowning in life and overwhelmed by life, the reality is that we are in the strong, loving arms of our Lord. And there's nothing too deep for him. Jeremiah knew this. Even as Jeremiah lamented his situation and said, Lord, you've deceived me, he also, though, realized that he was in the the strong and loving arms of his father. And later on, he said, and listen to these words, he said, but the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. So sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord, for he rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. And the same was true for the apostles. Yes, the apostles were drawn into before councils, just as Jesus predicted. And yes, the apostles were whipped. And we're going to learn about that in, in Acts chapter 5 today in the Bible study. They were whipped. They were lashed probably 39 times because they simply proclaimed Jesus Christ. But you know what we read about in Acts chapter 5? Those disciples didn't say, Oh, Lord, you mustn't care about me. Oh, Lord... Why did you allow this to happen to me in my life? Oh, Lord, don't you, don't you want me? Don't you like me? Don't you love me? No, they didn't have that feeling at all. Instead, we're told in Acts chapter 5 that after they had been lashed, they were set free. And what did they do? They rejoiced. They rejoiced that they were counted as worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. And they just went back out into the, temple, into the courtyards into the streets and continued to proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Lord and the Savior of the world. What's true for them is true for us. Yes, we experience all kinds of things in life that cause us to wonder whether or not God loves us and cares about us and whether or not we really matter to Him. But today we are reminded that we matter to the Lord. There's no greater sign of that than the cross of Christ. But Jesus also says to us in our text today, well, look at the birds of the air. Look at the sparrows. Because they tell you that you matter to him, to the Lord as well. I was attending a conference one time, and the person noted that he was speaking about these words, and he actually said, you know, there was a reason why Jesus referenced sparrows as opposed to lions and giraffes and beavers. And that's because sparrows are everywhere. There's nowhere in the world that you can go and you're not going to see some puny little bird that is everywhere present. Whereas with giraffes, well, you might be in this country, you have to probably go to a museum to see a giraffe. If you want to see a lion, yes, you've got to go down to the Grand Rapids Zoo when it's open. If you want to see a beaver, well, you might be able to go out into the wilderness and see a beaver. But beavers aren't found in other parts of the world. But birds are. And so Jesus says, if you ever wonder whether or not you're valued by your Father in heaven, just look up into the sky. Look into the tree. And you're going to see a bird. 
And the Lord, well, he loves that bird so much so that he even knows when that bird falls to the ground. And you, you and I, we're of even greater value than those birds. So much so that our Father sent his Son to die for us so that we may have an eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father. So the next time you see the common sparrow in the sky, remember Jesus' words and rejoice. Rejoice in his words when he says, in your heavenly Father's eyes, you are of greater worth. You are of greater worth than, yes, even a sparrow. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.